This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. It's the Lower Rangers coming to you Memorial Day weekend. We've got Stupak. We've got Morgan from Australia. We've got Steak Sauce. We've got Will the Ninja Turtle guy. We've got <laughs> Mrs. Jerns, Asom, Miami native John, and Danielle, the writer from Twitter. How are you guys? Oh, so good. How up, are everybody? you? Doing good, doing good. Wonderful, man. Wonderful. This is a Mike Ryan fan account coming to you. Happy Memorial Day, night. guys. Happy Three-day weekend, to my right? Hell yeah. Extra long weekend. Does it matter that it's the weekend anymore? <laughs> and I don't got to go to work, so I feel a little better now. So, Stupak, I guess we can start with you. I feel like you were correct. I feel like Disney took your idea of the whole city and now the zoo because they're i mean they're talking about doing the nba playoffs in orlando and that that kind of incorporates all of it i mean it's it's kind of like a mini city you've got animal kingdom and then they're you know obviously going to be playing the tournament there do you, do you feel like they owe you money uh, i definitely would say it's a draw but you know it's not the idea fully implemented yet they don't have to get to all the family just all the other ideas as far as the solar power, no processed food, et cetera, et cetera. It's not officially their team. They just have teams playing in their city at Disneyland. So I don't take that too personal. A heady play is my dog's two guys to say. But anyway, hey, what's the name need to apologize though? Standing needs to apologize to me. To Juju? Hell yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. I thought it was hilarious on the second hour where Dan and, and Stu didn't really know what, what was going on with the situation. Billy and uh, Chris and Mike had to fill them in. Really, you, you think that was uh, you think that was um, not staged? You think they, they really had no clue? I never know anymore, man. I really don't. I'm That's what's beautiful about the show is like they could just screw up and be like, ah, you don't get the show. That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, the track says it all on Dark Knight, so, I mean. Yeah, Stanzik's got a, a song named after him. Like, he is somebody's bulletin board material. Like, I, I think I think Stanzik should probably behind the scenes apologize, but keep the beef going. Keep it, like, don't don't break kayfabe. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Have you guys been monitoring the uh, the account, um, the Twitter account, now that Juju's, um, since we're speaking about Juju, now that he's running it? I haven't really been uh, monitoring Yeah, he did a really good job this weekend. Juju's like a social media guru, man. He's a savant. That first video he uploaded of Dan and Skip Bayless that was like was, the perfect way to start. It was incredible. It was incredible. <laughs> I had I had no idea Dan and Skip had gone back and forth about the Patriots record before. Good God. Yeah, that was pretty golden. Yeah, yeah you, guys follow, you guys follow Juju on Instagram? Yeah. Because oh, his yeah. story, yeah. his stories are like that like every day, man. He's so good. <laughs> so much talent. So much. Mm-hmm. I love man. There's nothing uh I like more than finding somebody uh that talented like on the way up like it's it sounds like some hipster stuff which it kind of is but like discovering somebody before anybody else knows who they are yeah, it's yeah. yeah no, that's, that's cool and what's wild is he was supposed to be touring that album right now like yep. it would not have happened you know who knows where he'd be in six months a year all right i've got a couple things guys first i got a new patio set recently and i'm way too excited about it is there like <laughs> is there something else that you get excited about and you're like damn i'm old now oh uh, yeah cushions <laughs> <laughs> i got i got a new uh i got a new so grill scraper the other day and uh i haven't i haven't even hit 30 yet but uh i was feeling feeling pretty excited about that when i was it has a nice little. It's a nice little attachment. I can hang it off the side of my grill. So, uh, you know, uh, taking taking full ownership of the neighborhood. I'm, I'm establishing rank. All the dads are going to be jealous of your setup <laughs> pretty soon. I'm working on it. There's some dads around the neighborhood who uh, who are teaching me a few things. I, I'm uh, I'm definitely learning for sure. I, oh, yeah. I tried to uh, I tried I tried to mount a TV the other day by myself and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely could have, uh, definitely could have used some dad knowledge on that one for sure. Oh yeah, my now dad's I six, now, now I just have six holes in my wall and no TV hanging. So <laughs> you should see—is your TV leaned up against the wall right now? Are you watching it like at a low angle, like lower than your couch? Well, so I I, I had it and I, I did the lines, everything, drew on the wall, everything like that, <laughs> and then uh. And then, you know, did the stud finder, everything like that. And I put the first screw in and then all of a sudden it just, it just falls. And I'm like, all right, well, that's clearly not, we're clearly not drilling in the stud here. So, you know, me being me, you know, like I said, put, put five more holes in the wall. And I'm still watching TV. I'm still watching TV downstairs in the den. So damn, that's all right. You know, it happens, it happens to the best <laughs> of us. We can get you sorted offline, but but I want to hear about the cushions. I want to know what what the cushions um what's so exciting about them. Oh, I'm just old now. Like I used to go shopping for shoes and bags, and now I'm like, oh, <laughs> new cushions. Like it's you, nobody needs this many cushions. Like look beside me. These are all cushions. I'm outside. I'm in a garage, and I have five cushions next to me. I just <laughs> I have an obsession. It makes no sense. But you probably have the most comfortable garage of any of us, so. Well, yeah, it's got a We're the fools, really. And all these cushions. So if I get stuck out here, I'm still good. (laughs) (laughs) 
What do y'all think is going on with Holly Questionable? So did Poppy quit? Did he retire? What's going on? I think I just he like chilling, I think, right? He was Probably like, just I'm finally retired. I think the latest update Dan said was that he's going to be coming back when, you know, when, when he kind of feels like it. He kind of has like an open door invite, but I don't think he's like slated to host regularly anymore. Man, good for him. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to you back, bro. We selfish over here. My daughter's obsessed with him because I showed her the video montage of all the times that he faked out Mina. And <laughs> all the time. Oh, he's a rookie. Ho, ho. <laughs> That's dope. That's fantastic. I started him young. Hey, I think though, uh, if they do switch it and let Dan take Poppy spot, then they need to do more of a around the horn thing with like a mean Omani Mina. Uh, I don't know, maybe somebody else just filter that other person in. They just got right. chance the rapper on. It was pretty it was pretty cool. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, hey, I, I, about that. I ain't tweeted though. I wanted to tweet like, hey, bro, and really because I didn't know his Twitter handle. I wanted to tweet like, hey, bro, how is you going to say that you think you saw the movie when it's the show is about her not seeing a movie? Like, <laughs> where the, where's your logic at, dog? All right, I got something else real quick. So I was talking to my nephew the other day. It turns out he's he just got fired from his ninth job. He's 20 years old, right? So that's like, that seems like a crazy amount of jobs to have for a 20 year old. And then I started thinking, I'm 37. I've only had two jobs in my whole life. I worked at a Bennigan's. Remember Bennigan's? It was so good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I worked at the newspaper. So I've only had two jobs. That seems really low. Like I got as many jobs as I have baby mamas. Yeah, I got more baby mamas. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> so like, what's, a, what's a normal number of jobs to have? For like a grown person. I don't know. I think nine jobs is cool for because like bro, you gotta think when you're young, you'll be in a job, bro. Somebody say you get mad and be like, Man, fuck this shit. I'm leaving. Or that's I'm what he leaving. does, yeah. Yeah, he'd be like, bro, bro. <laughs> he does that and he fails drug tests. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you. I I ain't gonna I ain't gonna uh uh hold him hold anything against him for that though. Yeah, he got a lot of work experience, a lot of work history. Yeah, yeah, that's true. true. You can't put that on the resume though, because you got fired from all of them. <laughs> right. Ugh. That's true. I don't know. I'm I'm 43. I've been uh, with the same company for well, in some iteration, the company's been bought and sold several times, about over 20 years. So um, uh, before that, I had one one uh, real job, a couple of jobs uh, right out of college, just trying to you know while I was trying to get into my career. So. See, in the past 40 years, I'd say not including the one, or if we include the one in high school, I don't know, about five, six. And you know, since, since I've been that seems like a normal number, yeah. I've probably, I'd say, I'd probably had like seven or eight total. I've worked, uh, let's see, I've worked at a bookstore, I've worked, uh, the past 10 years, I've detailed cars professionally, worked back in a paint and body shop, um, grocery store, uh. Uh, yeah, that was my first job. Worked there for four years. So probably over the like, and then a little odds and ends jobs here and there. I used to sling coffee. Used to be a barista. So yeah, what's the funnest job you guys have ever had? Serving tables for old people at a German supper club. Legit. <laughs> working at a sports bar would be really fun. It's like sports is cool, and we're all having a good time. Oh, sports bar yeah. people are assholes. <laughs> 
but you get a bunch of like 60 plus year old people just looking for some like fish on a Friday night. Oh, you're looking for a good time. It is Absolutely. a blast. Mine is definitely sports writer. And they're all done by six. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Wait, what's, a supper, what's a supper club? Is, uh, do you need a card? Do you have to? <laughs> I think that's like a Northern thing. Like, uh, there's actually, like, supper club fanatics. And it's really just, like, I think that was, like, an old school thing back in the day. It wasn't actually, like, you had to be a member. But uh, it's just, like, a not formal but not super casual place. And then um, there's, like, a supper club chain. And people, like, take books. And they will go to all the different supper clubs in Wisconsin. And if you're the waitress, you have to autograph the book for them. And that's kind of cool. It's really communal. Right, but that's what I'm saying. But you have to be a member no. of that. Oh, no. So it's mm-hmm. open to anybody. It's totally open. Yeah, it's just like a term now. But you get to sign autographs for people? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It never gets old, let me tell you. Wow. Retention. Amazing. That's like being a Disney character at a restaurant or something. Yeah, like. yeah right. <laughs> Pretty much. You have Weird. to, like, play the part and, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a blast. Old, pe- old people are into some wild stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, man, that's cool. <laughs> you, can, you can just get away with more when you're older so that you can be into that stuff, you know? Okay. So do you, I, I, do you have so, to wear the lederhosen, and, and, or is that just a men? It's men? actually uh, a dirndl for women. And okay. Yeah. Sometimes right. I'd braid my hair, too, to get the whole effect going. B- better yeah. tips? Every time. Every nice. time. So the funnest, the funnest job I've ever had, I'll tell, uh, uh, tell you guys is, uh, I was a repo guy. I repoed cars for a living for about two or three years. And, uh, it's basically, it's essentially legally stealing cars in the middle of the night. Um, and it, it is kind of a bummer in hindsight, like now being old enough to have a car payment and shit, like uh looking back on it like i was probably ruining these people's like week uh easily but uh it's what i got paid to do and i was a broke college kid so i uh i talked my way into the job met the guy at a coffee shop and uh yeah um it was a blast and we got chased uh by a couple people we had the cops surround us one time and pull their weapons on us because uh a guy whose truck we found um we knocked on the front door because it was like ditched in front of his house and we couldn't get it out. Um, and so we knocked on the front door and he saw who was there and then slammed the door and then called the cops on us. So, uh, we went to wait for a tow truck to pull this thing out. And while we were sitting in the parking lot, uh, a bunch of sheriff's deputies pulled up and like surrounded us. Cause he said that we were like threatening the dude with guns and baseball bats and stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was absurd. He he lied to the cops and stuff, and he ended up getting into a, a lot of trouble. So um, that was pretty exhilarating. So that's the that's definitely the funnest job I've had. Uh, how does, so how does the, in a, oh my bad? Go ahead. No, nah, I was I was gonna say, how does that work when uh yeah, like you said, y'all have to notify the cops if somebody somebody comes after y'all or something? How does that work? Yeah. So uh, as soon as you as soon as you basically crank the car up and get it out off, off the person's property. You immediately yeah. call uh, the non-emergency sheriff's department and you report the car has been repoed. You give them oh, your okay. license number and, uh, and yeah, and, and let them I'm know. I'm not stealing uh, this shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We had a guy chase us one time and uh, we called the sheriff's deputy and they set up a roadblock for us downtown. 
that we sped through and then they uh, pulled in after the guy and pulled him over and explained what was going on to him. Uh, Cause you, you can't, you can't like try and reason with someone who is, you know, like even if they know that their car is up for repossession, like there's no, uh, there's no talking someone uh, down from that for sure. Yeah. Pretty so wild. I, so I imagine, I, I mentioned I was um, uh, worked for this company for 20 years. What we do, we do satellite telecommunications for uh, maritime users. So for a good chunk of uh, my beginning career with that company, uh, I was going on cruise ships and uh, meeting them around the world and um, you know, installing the telecommunications equipment. Uh, however, uh, you know, with, for those who haven't cruised or seen the, uh, the behind the curtains of cruises, so the passengers, you know, they're, they're, they're elite. Everything is for the passengers, all that stuff. But the crew members, man, they work hard um, and they work long hours. Uh, and so as a, uh, as a person who goes on there to, to work temporarily, like uh, you're, you're kind of considered staff. So you have both the best of both worlds. You're, you're treated like a, um, like a passenger, you have passenger cabin, all that good stuff. But, um, but you get to see the, the, you get to hang with the crew, the crew members, like at the crew bar and, and all these other, uh, places and, and at crew bar, uh, like I'm not a, I'm not a huge drinker, but. You would get, you know, beers for like 25 cents because that, that's the only way to keep them uh, more or less uh, happy with <laughs> yeah. 16 hour days, 17 hour days. But, occupied. Yeah, occupied. So in addition to, to just hanging out on cruise ships for, you know, my part, I, I would do my part, get, get it all done and working. And then I'd have to sail with the ship for, you know, maybe a week or two weeks um, just to make sure everything was good. I did that for about five or six years, and I got to see the world two or three times over. Um, you know, it took me to like Africa, it took me to Australia, it took me to New Zealand, to uh, Pacific Islands. Uh, it took me all over. So uh, I'm still with that company, but not in that in that capacity. But that was that was pretty fun. Some stressful times because they would a drop of a, a drop of a hat. They'd say, "Hey, listen, uh, can you go to?" Um, you go to Australia, uh, sure, yeah, when, you know, you, well, your flight leaves at three. And so I was at home, run, get my, my, my bag, get my tools. And uh, not, not a full set because this was, uh, I guess it was pre-9-11, you know, in those instances. So you could take like a handset of tools and stuff. Um, and yeah, so that, that's my kind of best, uh, best job I've had. That's so cool. Sorry, you had to go to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> How soon Man. do you guys think Greg will get back on a cruise after this is all done? First day. One week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he can't wait. Man, John, Dude. I got into uh, I got into sports writing because I wanted to travel, you know. And I was thinking, cool, I could like cover a team, like follow them around the country or whatever. Only place I've been to in 14 years is Baton Rouge. <laughs> 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 like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> oh, I'm Man, jealous that of that. What, that what sounds like you, that was when uh, Alex Bregman got drafted. He's from here in Albuquerque. Okay, cool. So they sent me out to cover him. Wrote my first A one story. That's where Snake Sauce was born. There it is, baby. A one, baby. So you, when when you're writing now, well, when sports uh, uh, gets back to normal, uh, do you cover uh, all sports for for your periodical or or just uh, yeah, I mean, we, we focus on like local stuff mostly, but we get like national stuff in there. Okay. Um, the, like the, the last thing, the two last things I wrote was uh, 
Tom Kirkton came to town to speak at a fundraiser. And I went out there and got to interview him and like wrote a story about it. And then I uh, I wrote a Super Bowl betting column and I just forced a bunch of show references into it. Nice. I was going <laughs> I was going to ask if, yeah. that, if if you had a habit of doing that. Yep. And now I just realized I'm not a sports writer anymore. I'm a page designer. So that's going to go down as the last thing I ever wrote. And I couldn't picture a more perfect way to end my writing career. Oh, man, Where can that's we fantastic. find this? I'll I'll tweet out a link in a little bit. Good. Do that. Do okay, that. Yeah, it was pretty and good. Also, also at that, uh, for that shirt, where, where is that shirt? Um, where do we get that shirt? You like that? Yeah. I got that on. Uh, I got that online. The boys at uh, Guillermo Mafia, Renee and uh, Roel, they did the okay. design for me. And then uh, I put it on a shirt, and then uh, Renee said, "No, nah, I can make one better for you." So let me make you another one. So he's making me a real one now, an authentic one. Oh, Here comes that's soon. so cool! Is he going to sell it on the site? I'll buy one. Tell, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to Renee, man. That's Renee's. That's Absolutely. Renee's I'll, I'll hit him up. On, yeah. on, uh, I'll DM him. That's cool. Um, before COVID, Fourteen, um, um, sorry, oh, sorry. Uh, before this all happened, um, my job, I was in operations control for an airline. So my job was to cancel flights. Um, so with us not being able to fly anywhere anymore, uh, I don't have a job right now. Well, with Shit. them. But I've worked there 12 years. So you would you actually, like, make the call? Would you make the decision yeah. to cancel flight? Yeah. Oh, wow. You were probably sitting there the last couple of weeks, like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, was about to, I was about to say, like, I'm kind of amazed that you don't have more work than ever right now. Yeah. Um, well, they removed all of my role and just kept the senior managers. And okay. because we've just canceled long term and our jobs, like, on a day to day basis, like, sorry, because they've canceled everything. There's no need for us to monitor the daily flights. Um, but it looks like things in Australia are a lot better than in other places in regards to the spread. We've only had 100 deaths in our country. That's it. Right. Um, so we've can like we've really I don't know stemmed that curve or whatever. Um, but flattened it. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Flattened the curve. So. Hopefully in June, July, we should start flying a bit more, at least domestically, um, and then go from there. Would, would you make the Would you make the decision? Would you be in the tower of making that decision? Uh, no, I work at head office, um, so which is like in not at an airport. It's just in um, the city of Melbourne. Um, sorry, I've I've never been at the airport in all those years. Um, wow. We make we like control the whole operation from there. Wow. So okay. So like, let me ask you this then: What goes into the decision to cancel a flight? Like, what is it? Just uh, besides weather, like kind of the the obvious ones. Like, what would go into that? What would factor into it? Um. So we we're a low cost carrier, so we don't have like crew based in every port. So if a crew member goes sick mid-duty, then we'll have to cancel that flight because we don't have anyone there. Um, some of our airports in Australia, they're not open. So if the schedule pushes out during the day and it looks like we're going to bust the curfew, we'll take flights out in the middle so that we can still make it back in time and 
um, engineering issues, weather, basically, that's all. Gotcha. Is it for, for one for one particular airline or for... for uh... Uh, just for one. One airline. Is that, is that Qantas? Um, I work for Jetstar, which is a, the low-cost carrier of Qantas. Wait, is Qantas the... Uh, that's the airline from Rain Man, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Good call. That's the one that Rain Man. He was. It was the only airline he would fly because of their their safety record. Safety. Yeah, <laughs> safety airline in the world. Damn, that's awesome. That, that yeah. was impressive, Christy. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah, right. that's it. Can we take a vote on who has a better beard? Is it John or Crispy? Oh, it's, I can't it, I decide. Think it's crispy. It's Crispy. I don't know. I don't like both. I like both. That's too close. So do you? Do you guys have to wear masks at the moment? Well, yeah, they just we started don't. requiring them at my work, so I'm like sitting at my desk like this all night, hogging oh, no. up my glasses. I can't breathe. So. Yeah, Derek and I work in different counties. Like he's uh, near Madison, and he has to wear one. But like where I live, it's a pretty small town, and I just work in town and. You know, people kind of like stay away from each other. So a lot of people do, but yeah. Most places in Miami down here, I, I'm in Miami. Um, most places down here you require a mask for you to go uh, to shopping or, or anything. I, I don't think just out, outside in general, I don't think you need a mask, although uh, most people are wearing them. I certainly, I wear them. Um, but, uh, but if you're going to go to, to a uh, a convenience store or Walmart or you know your grocery store, you, you definitely need it. I throw in a cheap plug for GuillermoMafia.com. They just released a new line of face masks and they're freaking dope. They oh, did they really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. that's cool. They look really good, one. man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get myself one of those and then uh, one of the guys down here, um, we, we call him uh, Picasso because all he does is is put. Um, he uh, superimposes like buttholes onto either pictures of people or <laughs> stuff, and so I, I call him the the Monet of Boutet, But his official <laughs> his official name is is Picasso. Um, and, oh my uh, god! I, I also I I was like I did. Allison, get him on the show. There's some of the crispy <laughs> stuff that that um. I, I did some AKAs also, like I, I, I coined the Monet of Boutte, uh, the, the, the Goss of Oz, um, <laughs> things like that. But, uh, but yeah, he's got now uh, something similar where it's the, it's the outline of the coronavirus and then within the outline of the coronavirus, it's this very, uh, um, it's the a-hole that he goes and he puts, superimposes on pictures. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet out uh, his handle. Because um, he's a funny, he's a funny character, um, and uh, he's he's popular down here with a kind of a, a little select group of, of people who are also Levitard fans, uh, but they're kind of diehard uh, Heat fans, and, and um, it's, it's a fun group, and and um, he, he puts out some fun stuff. He put out some, they're called Ray Buns. I don't have, I bought them, but I can't, I can't find them. I have to buy another pair. And it's these like uh, Ray-Ban wafer-looking glasses, and then they just have uh, uh, printed on on the lens. They have the same a hole.
That concludes episode zero of Flower After Hours. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Make sure you say a special prayer for our beloved coach, Tim Jerns. He really needs us right now. Prayers up, coach. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our Keep Stock Inventory Management Solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash Keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.